This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on overall analysis of Prime Minister's visit to the USA. The participants are Navtej Sarna, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. Prime Minister Narendra Modi spent a week from Houston to New York. The PM also held a number of bilaterals and he made an address at the United Nations General Assembly. Ambassador Sarna, if we were to start with the Prime Minister's visit to the U.S. from the Howdy Modi event and his speech at Houston, how do you rate the success of the PM's outreach to the Indian community and what is today being talked as the diaspora diplomacy? Well, I think the stellar event for the diaspora was obviously the Howdy Modi function in Houston. It was at a larger scale than the Madison Square Garden event in 2014. And he's been doing these earlier in different places, the New York event, the one at Wembley in United Kingdom and several other countries. And there has been standard expectation amongst the diaspora that when the Prime Minister comes, he will do one large event. It's not happened in all the visits. For instance, I think the Ministry of External Affairs chose not to have it in the Prime Minister's office in 2017 in that uh, visit to the United States. But this time, it was the first big visit after Modi 2.0 started. And I think the Prime Minister thought it fit to address the Indian American community. So I think that was a very successful event. Not only did the Prime Minister speak to more than 50,000 people, he also had uh, President Trump at the event. And together, I think it was an event which gave a very strong message of support to the Indian American community. It recognized their importance and definitely did a whole lot of good for India-U.S. relations. Ambassador Sadna, if we see the significance of the U.S. President Donald Trump being present at the Houston rally... Also, when President Trump addressed the diaspora, he spoke about the need for the fight against radical Islamic terrorism. And that's the point at which we see he also got the standing ovation. How much credit do you give to the United States today that it is willing to stand alongside India in its fight against terrorism? Because terrorism is a point that India has been raising at various international forums for a long time today. So how do you see the significance of this statement coming straight from the U.S. President? Terrorism is a global challenge. It's a global phenomenon which every country has felt the pain for itself. So terrorism is not an issue on which there is any altruistic support being given that simply because we have good relations, we will support you. I think on terrorism, the cooperation comes out of the real need of each country and the knowledge that while each country may be strong, I mean, India may be strong to tackle terrorism on its own, United States may be strong to do so, you cannot tackle terrorism as a whole without international cooperation because it is a global challenge. Because terrorist groups are not confined to one place, they are not static, they are not stationary, they are moving, they are morphing into different entities, they are getting trained through different connections. They are getting financed through different connections. So I think everybody comes to the table here, A, out of personal need, plus out of recognition that this cooperation is necessary. So I think one of the important takeaways from that event was the commonality in the determination to fight terrorism by both India and the United States. Ambassador Sada, we also saw the presence of the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan in New York. He also addressed the United Nations General Assembly. 
How tough do you think it is for the US to balance out its relationship with Pakistan as India and the United States move forward in a positive fashion? How do you think the US is going to balance this and consequently how do you think then India needs to balance out its relationship with the US? India and the United States have a much wider relationship across the board. a strategic partnership which covers several areas security relationship counter terrorism defense a much deeper economic and trade relationship a much deeper relationship of political partnership whether it's in the india pacific or it's in afghanistan or it's in in other regions so i think that is a wider relationship pakistan has a certain relevance for the united states and they also know the problems of pakistan they know the problems whether they say it or not all the time they know that how deeply pakistan has been related to the challenger to the source and sponsorship of terror at the same time they have certain instrumentalities traditionally for pakistan particularly when it comes to dealing with the taliban or trying to work out something in afghanistan so i think i wouldn't say balance but i think the united states and we shouldn't be balanced with pakistan we should have the relationship on its own steam with the united states so i think the united states and this is what our effort should be is to strengthen our own relationship and let the united states states decide in its own wisdom if it really wants to have a much closer relationship with the sponsor of terror or not I must say that by and large the Trump administration has been quite demanding on Pakistan in terms of ending support for terror particularly in the context of Afghanistan. Ambassador Sarna we also saw that when the prime minister addressed the UNGA he spoke on terrorism and he said that we believe that this is one of the biggest challenges not for any single country but for the entire world and humanity. He also said that the lack of unanimity among us is what spurs terrorism along the way how do you feel the world today understands terrorism because india has for a long time been talking about it and we've been talking about cross border terrorism but we see in the recent few years we have seen the phenomena spread to europe paris has been under attacks the rest of europe has been under attacks do you feel that the global community today understands india's position on terrorism and india's insistence that something needs to be done globally to tackle terrorism is the understanding better today and definitely better than say 20 years ago when we had been the victims already of cross border terror from the 80s and we found ourselves like a, a lone voice in the darkness but i think after 911 there was a, a different awareness about terrorism after the attacks in london paris spain and other countries naturally there is a much better understanding a greater acceptance of the fact of that terrorism is coming from a certain region that's why you have dialogues on terrorism for instance with the united states now we have a new dialogue for the last 2 years on designation it's called terrorist designation dialogue where which helps exchange of information and all that you have the fatf which is looking at the financing of terrorist groups you have another body in the un which meets uh, regularly under the on the sidelines of the un the global counter terrorism organization so uh, which meets for a dialogue and international cooperation on terrorism i think the prime minister rightly mentioned it as a global phenomenon not something which is only india's problem and that's why the counter terrorism convention which india had proposed several years ago has not taken off the ground because of 
differences in even definition of terrorists. So that's the context in which that statement would have been made. We also saw the Prime Minister talked about climate change specifically and we also saw that the PM received an award by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for the Swachh Bharat campaign. So when we see that India's own campaigns, whether it is climate change, and he also mentioned the International Solar Alliance in that context. So there are a lot of initiatives that are coming out of India, whether it is to climate change, it is the Swachh Bharat campaign. How do you feel that the world today sees India in this context that we have really changed over the last four, five years? And you have new initiatives, new ideas coming out of India. I think that was the great takeaway from the Prime Minister's statement at the UNGA yesterday that India has initiated some path-breaking programs of development, whether it is that of human of sanitation in terms of building of 110 million toilets, or it is starting a movement towards ending single-use plastic, or it's building habitation for the poor, and so on, or financial inclusion, and of the scale. I think the Prime Minister also mentioned the scale of each of these. In his words, a kind of inspiration to other developing countries. So naturally, when one-seventh of humanity is undertaking these initiatives, it will impact the rest of the world. So India is not doing this simply for itself, and that was the kind of subtext of the statement yesterday, that these are our initiatives, but they are contributing to global good. Ambassador Sarna, we also saw that on September 24th, there was a special event to mark the 150th birth anniversary of Mahatma Gandhi. And it was attended by other world leaders, including the Bangladesh PM, Sheikh Hasina. How do you see the legacy of Mahatma Gandhi being played out on a global stage? And this is something that India has consistently said. The Prime Minister also mentioned this in his speech, that we are a nation that has never gone to war. We are a nation of peace. How do you see this message going out globally? The answer can be found in the statement yesterday. I think the tone of the Prime Minister's speech and the inspirations for it showed that India's humanistic international engagement, and that sort of follows from our country's values, from our society's culture, from the ideas of public participation, from the ideas of good of all, whether you take it from Mahatma Gandhi's inspiration, Swami Vivekananda's inspiration, the examples which Prime Minister gave, I think the idea is that India is a country which takes positions in the international arena for global good, not simply for itself. And that is why, as the Prime Minister mentioned, for instance, action on climate change, India is not that much of a polluter on per capita terms as several other countries, yet India is in the lead when it comes to taking action, whether it is renewable energy, whether it is single-use plastic, and so on. So I think that is the idea behind putting these issues onto the international stage. This is what we think is good for the world, and this is the way I th we think that we should engage with each other in a spirit of cooperation and peace. Ambassador Sarna, we also saw that the Prime Minister held a number of meetings with various CEOs from the U.S., and trade between India and the U.S. has sometimes been a bit of an irritant. The trade deal has really failed to take off. Do you feel that the trade deal is impacting the India-U.S. relations, and do you see that in the coming future, in maybe the next one year or so, we are likely to see a trade deal happening, and this one friction or one small irritant that you have in the bilateral relationship will be ironed out. Well, I'd like to separate both the issues. One is the issue of the trade differences, and one is uh, the Prime Minister's meeting with global CEOs. 
I think on the trade differences, yes, there are differences. We've always had differences with the United States. Any two major countries who have trade will have some trade differences. But under the Trump administration, these have taken on a higher profile because of the approach of the Trump administration to trade issues. The meeting of President Trump and Prime Minister will give a greater impetus to resolving these issues. They are complicated issues because they affect jobs and industry and domestic policies in two countries. I think the fact is that serious negotiations are going on to resolve these differences. They are form a small part of the overall relationship. This is something which I would like to underline. They are not the be-all and the end-all of the relationship. The secondly, as when he spoke to the global CEOs, I think the Prime Minister put forward some ideas about the economic reforms, about the taxation reforms, about IPR reforms, and about creating a better situation in which more investment can be brought into India. And that is the attractive part to the global CEOs. How do they see the path forward for further engagement in India? And in the coming days, we will continue our discussions on India-U.S. relations. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on overall analysis of Prime Minister's visit to the USA. The participants were Navteet Sarna, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.